Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. As part of our financial bestie series, we are going to now look at what to do with the pots of money you have left over in your business at the end of the year. This is The Real Bottom Line, where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Real Bottom Line uh, with Francis Shagan and myself as we're going to talk about money. Welcome, Francis. Hi, it's great to be here again. Now so, you, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we're going to talk pots of money, what to do with money that you have in your business. Um, and and I, I want to kind of say, like, it's important to plan to have money in your business at the end of the year. Since when, Francis? Since when? <laughs> right? It won't magically appear at the end of the year unless you make it happen. Yes. And, you know, we've already talked about various ways of doing that. So we're going to jump right over to why should we manage these pots of money and what can we do with them? And one of the things we want to do is, and you've talked about this a lot, is shock proofing. Yeah. This is a way to make sure that when we need the money, it will be there for us. So what else, what, what else do you think of when you think of that? Well, what I was thinking about too, Francis, is I think that you, the difference is, is that if we look at our profit and loss statement, the number at the bottom of that statement is actually not the amount we have to work with. What is the amount we have to work with, Francis, and how do we figure that out first? Well, we have to make sure that we've paid everything that we're going to pay. Okay from that like taxes and interest because that's not always in there yeah. um and then payments that don't show up on your your profit and loss like so for instance loans, yes yeah. yeah repayments on loans um dividends right right um and then and, you know the dividends are what goes maybe going to you and yeah. other shareholders in the business so that may be some of the money that you have to work with um but yeah once once that's all done now you know. Yeah, perfect. So that means that's the pot of money to work with. And now, you know, I love your idea because I like it too, is, it, is the idea of the first job for that pot of money might be to shockproof your business to make sure that if you have a bad month or there's a recession and you need to finance things that you have a pot of money dedicated to um, making sure you never have to worry about, you don't have to worry about when the next sale is coming, so to speak. Right. And that way you're not taking sales you don't want to take. Um, and, and if something happens in your business, you can deal with it. Yeah. So that's kind of the like the first pot, the emergency pot. I love that, too, um, because I think it gives us some peace of mind. Right. To know that we have three to six months of operating expenses, both personal and business in a yeah. place that we can access. I think it gives us that space and peace of mind to know I have time 
to close that sale and I don't have to rush them. I don't have to feel like I'm being pushing people to do things they don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I said, take on work you don't want to do. Oh God. Yes. Yes. Um, How long do you, for, for that pod Mm -hmm. is how much should be in there? Like I just mentioned three to six months. Is that enough? Like how much should people think about? Well, it kind of depends on the state of your business, your comfort level, your access to other funds, Mm. right? You know, talk to your bank before you need money um, so that, you know, if you need money. So it it can be three to six is a good um, baseline. I know people who like to have 12 because their, their business cycles are so much longer that it makes sense for them to have that. And I know people who are very comfortable with three. because work is just coming and and they know how it's coming and they know it's going to be there. I like that thought process uh, that your shockproof number is sometimes a function of how long your sales funnel is or how long your sales cycle is. That's fascinating to me, France. I hadn't thought of it in that nature before. Well, you know, you want to be able to know going forward when the next money is coming in and that's your sales cycle is part of that. Okay, that's so, fascinating. Yeah. So what's the next pot? Yeah, what's the next pot? That pot is now full. We're happy with that pot. What's our next pot, Francis? Well, you know, it then then it's investing in your business. How do I decide right. whether to do that or not, Francis? Um, I, th- I think one of the things that we're we're going to be talking about too is, is this idea of um, investing in yourself. Because mm. your business can only grow as big as you are. And so if you have growth in your business, then you have to invest in yourself and you have to invest in your business. You may be perfectly happy with your way your business is and that's fine. Yes. Yeah, it is a function of your mindset. I I just love how you phrase that, Francis, that your business would be as big as you continue to grow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the the biggest limiter for most businesses. And then after that, I I think we're looking at... um, well, fun, you know, I, th- I think fun is an important pot of money to have. And that could be, you know, taking your staff on a retreat or taking yourself on a retreat or, you know, going to conference. Travel's big for me. <laughs> <laughs> As a woman who is in Merida, Mexico says. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think fun is an important thing. Um, it's you can also do fun things with your customers. Mm. I would throw parties regularly for my customers and we would have, you know, I'd bring in speakers or do various things that were fun and educational because educational is fun. And then what else? What what about for the future? How would you look at it for the future for a business? Well, I would look at a whole bunch of things, but I kind of want to delve a little bit more into the invest in the business because I think sometimes people actually shortchange themselves personally because they are continually reinvesting in the business. Is there a point where you're investing too much? How do we know the return you're getting from investing in your business, Francis? How can I measure that? Yeah, so I, I see it as, as basically three things. Um, there are you're investing in the people in your business, including yourself, your staff, and that. Um, you're investing in the processes of the business. So that could be equipment or software or hiring somebody to come in and look after things, um, put processes in place and systems and things like that. And then there's like product development, marketing. Yeah. So this is this is your revenue. 
So being able to understand what your objectives are as you're investing in these things and then looking at the results to make sure that they meet those objectives. So for instance, if every $1,000 you spend on marketing, you're making $3,000 in revenue and you're clearing more than $1,000, yeah. your, your, then do it and do it and do it and do it and keep doing it. Um, but if you're investing uh, $1,000, you're making $2,000, but it's costing you $1,200 to make it, now you're losing money. So stop doing that. Okay, fascinating. I'd like to break it down a little further if you don't mind, Francis. So when I think of process improvement, I feel like what we're doing is for every dollar that comes in, we're, we're making something more efficiently, we're delivering more efficiently and more effectively. So that in effect, we're spending money to mean that there's more money going to the bottom line, to our profit. Exactly, yes. So that it costs us less to deliver on the promise that we've made. That is such a smart thing to do in my mind, because it, it really does mean that if um, sales are slow or anything, that you have um, less expenses because you've, you're doing it differently and better. Right, right. And, and one of the things that I've noticed with people, with small business owners, is that um, sometimes what they need to work on are their processes before they're going to get the more sales. They're chasing sales, but because they don't have the processes in the background, they're not delivering in the way that they should or could. And so they're losing out and, uh, and it's costing them more than it should. So sometimes it looks like you should be spending money in marketing, but you really should be spending money on your processes. Fascinating. Okay. So I get my process all sorted. Um, and so the cost of delivery, there's two levels, which we've talked about is the cost of goods, but then there's also overhead. And I think both of those places can use a lot of attention and investment to make sure that, you know, you're optimized, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you, you continue to do that and you don't do it to like, you can't shrink your way to greatness. Is, is no, thing, you cannot. Right? No, so no. you do it. You do it in a way that you can deliver awesomeness. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. So the second thing you said was people. And is I think that's probably another really great investment. I would look at it as an investment, not a cost into your people. Um, you know, we've got the great resignation going on. We've got quiet quitting going on. We've got turnover. All these things that can, if you are investing in your people, they understand your vision and you're developing them can help you stay out of that fray. Absolutely. There are three things that people want in business, purpose, um, passion, and mastery. So, um, you know, mastery is really important to people. So the more that you can help your people master their jobs, the more likely they are to stay and the happier they'll be. Love it. Yeah. Happy employees, happy business, happy clients. Uh, your, your customers, or sorry, your, your people can't treat your customers better than you treat your people. Okay, well, there's a mic drop. I love that. I love that. Yes. Your business is making a profit. You're growing, but you may still feel like you don't fully have a grasp on how to make the best use of this success. Don't worry, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Wendy Brookhouse, creator of the Total Wealth Accelerator and host of this podcast. I've developed a quick and easy tool that will give you a detailed snapshot of where you're currently at in your business and wealth growth and how you can improve upon it. It's called your financial diagnostic score. 
It's completely free and you'll instantly get the results. So head over to TotalWealthScore.com right now and see where you can focus to grow your wealth. Now let's go up to the top line. This is the revenue you talked about, acquisition costs of your client. And so I think that's an interesting piece. I mean, if I can spend $1,000 and get a $3,000 client and have a $1,000 profit at the end of that, I'll do that all day long. What are the things I need to be measuring to understand what the cost of my client acquisition is? Because I do think that that is not necessarily always looked at. Right. And and it's really hard to match cost to specific clients often. Yeah. Usually it's difficult. So you have to take it in aggregate. So how much money do you spend on marketing over a certain cycle, say perhaps a month or a quarter? And then how many clients do you acquire in that time? Divide it out. There's your answer. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it's also understanding where are you focusing those efforts? I recently did a um, webinar on how to thrive in three things to think about um, in a recession so that your business can thrive. And one of those things was making sure that the product or service that you're focusing on is the one that actually may contribute the most to your business. And if you don't do that upfront work, you may be promoting the wrong things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's another thing that has to be looked at regularly is what is contributing the most to your bottom line. And, and you know what? Marry that with what you enjoy and yeah. what your customers are looking for. You and know, it's not all, just a straight up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, is we talked, I talked about in my webinar and I will put the replay link in the um, comments for you. However, is to really think about and talk to your clients spend some time with them. They're going to tell you what they need. Yeah. And they'll tell you what, what else they want. They'll tell you what they like the most. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I told the story yet, but um, when I had my bookkeeping business, I'm really good at it. Yeah. And um, uh, so I was asking my customers, like, why, why me? Why'd you choose me? And I thought they were going to say, you know, you're efficient. You're really good. You know, all that stuff. No, no. It was, like talking to you about my money is like getting a warm hug. <laughs> like, okay, so that that really changed the way I marketed. Yeah, and it and then I could attract the people then who would understand and who were looking for that kind of a bookkeeper. They wanted hugs. They wanted hugs. The hugable to be able to talk about their stuff in a safe place yeah. and know they weren't being judged. That's amazing. So what we have discussed, uh, let's just delve a little bit into things you can do to invest in your employees. You've talked a little bit about, you know, um, having a retreat. Um, Is there, should we have a budget for employee development? And is there any recommended guidelines on that that you can think of, Francis? Um, I I always did. And I I used 5% of projected revenue for that. but that was just, you know, that's what worked in my situation. You have to look at your situation. You have to look at your industry. Mm. Um, you know, so some industries, it's really expensive to, to do that. But it's worth it because, you know, your, that your employees are more valuable. You can charge more for them. And, well, and they, they work more quickly. And or you're not searching for another one. Right. Because we forget about the cost of turnover and bringing yeah. someone up to speed. Uh, not only as a small business owner is that onerous and when we add it to our plate, 
but it's also exhausting to get someone up to this to the point where they're actually uh, productive and and working as you want them to. Yeah, and and you know then you're losing those client relationships as well, and it's not good for you know the clients don't like that. No. So, okay, we've talked about pots of money. We have talked about how to calculate that pot of money by looking at all the things that need to flow out of your bank account before year end. And then we talked about uh, things that you can invest in, including your, how to uh, building a shockproof funding for your business, and then also how to determine what to invest in in your business and things to think about of the three things being uh, operations, people, and product marketing. Right. Francis, yeah. that's there's awesome. Also, there's also, let's talk a quick bit about debt. Because Ooh, debt yes. is, yeah. is an important piece. Especially um, in this high interest rate environment that we're dealing with right now, Francis. Yeah, yeah and I kind of giggle because I went through the 80s. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was high, high interest. We both did, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. You recognize, I know that some people will put all their money to debt repayment, and that's not necessarily the best answer. Yeah. Some business debt is not a bad thing. Um, so it, it's about whether or not it makes sense for you to be putting that money and, and do, and that should be a financial decision, not necessarily uh, an emotional decision, although yes. you can't take emotion out of it. But it may be a matter of reframing and helping yourself through the emotion of it. And I think to look at it too, if your shockproof bucket is not completely full and you want to deal with your debt, you need to look at, is it re-advanceable? Um, are you paying off a loan that you can't get access to more cash again? Or are you paying off a line of credit that if something happened, you, you could go back at it? Keep that in mind, too, because the kind of debt you're paying down can definitely impose limitations in the future if you're not careful. Absolutely. Good point. Really good point there. Okay. So we've got now we've got top line, bottom line, debt and people. Yeah. And so so um, are we? Yeah. And, and so I would encourage people to come. To, we're going to do another episode. Their next episode of the Financial Besties is we're going to talk about building wealth. So the pot of money, we've talked about your business and debts and stuff, but we're going to have our next episode be all about building your personal wealth. Yeah. What to do with these pots of money. Absolutely. All for right. The long term. Right so on. the bottom okay. line is uh, find your pot of money and start figuring out what you want to do, whether it's short-term or long-term. Wow, there was just so much learning in this episode. Do you want more? I have a special offer for The Right Entrepreneur, a complimentary one-on-one -on -one coaching session that is all about you, your business, and your goals, so that you can accelerate your business and start to accelerate the growth of your network. Head over to wealthcoachwithwendy.com there you will find a letter that kind of outlines all the details of this offer and also an application form. We have an application form because there's such a limited number of, of slots that we're opening up for this that we want to make sure that the people that um, uh, do are successful in getting the slot, we can make the biggest difference with. So head over to wealthcoachingwithwendy.com and apply today. Thanks.